0: Hi, this is Li Chen Ren, Director of Modern Alpha Wisdom Tree ETFs. Welcome to China of Tomorrow podcast series, where we navigate China, India, Japan, and the broad emerging markets with members of Wisdom Tree and other industry leaders. Hi, today is May 18th, 2023, and we are talking with Jiang Wang, founder of Dong Opus Asset Management. A small fixed income asset manager in Beijing. Uh, he has team in Shanghai and currently traveling in Shenzhen. Um, significant attention is paid to Chinese equity, but you know we want to find out more on the fixed income asset management industry in China, which is uh, you know with with more inclusion of uh, Chinese fixed income weight uh, uh, in global uh, fixed income uh, index. Is, you know, still dominated by local managers. So we're talking to someone who has a local color. Hi, Zhang. Um, tell us a little bit of yourself and, uh, what keeps you, you know, busy. You have a very interesting background. Um, Chinese asset management is dominated by, uh, local top school graduates, uh, like, um, and graduates from US and uh, Europe but, I mean, UK, I think. Uh, But you and a few of your team members uh, did graduate studies in Russia. Tell us how you ended up there and uh, uh, Russia definitely not the usual destination of a typical Chinese after
1: 1976. Yes, I think I may be your first uh, Chinese guest which graduated from Russia, right? That's right, it is. Well, I was studying in Moscow State University in the Computational Mathematical Faculty since 2003 to 2009. And after that, I got a chance in a project of researching the Chinese bond market data with my supervisor. And I also joined his laboratory of the financial engineering and risk management in higher school of economics in Russia. So I uh, got a fellowship chance in uh, higher school of economics in Moscow. And after that, I got my uh, PhD dissertation and went back to Beijing and chose to work in the financial market department in a commercial bank to trade and invest the fixed income instruments on the Chinese bond market. But uh, uh, truthfully, uh, for speaking uh, English is not my primary language for me. And these years I didn't speak English very often, frequently.
0: Yeah, so I think uh, clearly um, even majority of Chinese after 1976, myself included, uh, uh, you know, studying English uh, starting fifth grade and now it's starting earlier. Depends on whether the local, local school districts have the money. Uh, I didn't start English until I was in six, sixth grade, which is about, you know, 10 years old, uh, 10 or 11. Um, I think nowadays, uh, my nieces and nephews, they, this, the school has more money. So English is starting from you know, first grade, at least in Zhejiang, I think uh, many places uh, English is now offered uh, much earlier, but for there were a few, I think I met like one or two people in my life. You are probably like second I've ever met who probably studied Russia in high school, right? There are some high schools in China. they the primary second uh, language is Russia instead of English.
1: I will study in Russian language since I got in Moscow. So before that I can only say da and net for the yes and no. Exactly for a second I can I can speak I can speak nothing. But for now uh, Russian language is my uh, primary language and I can I think I can speak Russian smoothly. Uh, also I also uh for now working with some uh Russian quantitative team. We are researching the new strategies, quant strategies.
0: Thank you. I know in the U.S. it's very uh, sensitive, and I'm, uh, you know, very happy you are willing to come to our show. I understand there's a uh, significant, um, you know, negative uh, feelings, but it's really interesting of your life uh, experience, which is not a very typical Chinese uh, students. Uh, and I think uh, that's why, uh, thank you for willing to share. Uh, you know, we don't have to share, but uh, nowadays, um, I think, uh, you know, we, we just want to, you know, let people know that lots of things going on. Um, tell us a, a quick overview of China's uh, fixed income market.
1: Uh, many people I think ask me uh, similar questions currently, uh, um... I was answered that, uh, these questions for many years, and I think still right now the same opened and fragmented market is uh, a specialty for the Chinese bond market. Uh, this is because, uh, liquidity and credit backgrounds of the bond issuers in the Chinese market are unfamiliar and unique to the overseas investors, right? We have the, um, Interbank bank market, we have exchange, and we also have OTC market. Also, the general direction is to merge these three markets. There are also differences have led to fragmentation which is uh, reflected in different traders and different levels of liquidity. Among them, the OTC market, which is the corner in the bank, has the lowest liquidity because bond buyers are mostly uh, retail investors who hold bonds until maturity and rarely engage in trading. Therefore, the professional investors tend to concentrate in the uh, interbank and exchange, Shenzhen Exchange and Shanghai Exchange markets. Also, the country has established the other trading markets in the past. Only these two have been re- uh, retained and developed so far.
0: Thank you. Um, um, go ahead, please.
1: And there are a lot of openings in the bond market, such as you know, the government bonds, which issued by the um, uh, Ministry of uh, Finance and the policy bank bonds and the local government bonds, which are interest-bearing bonds, as well as the credit bonds. Domestic uh, investors uh, are considered interest-bearing uh, bonds as risk-free at least from our uh uh banks, and the credit spread of the uh these two types of bonds are smaller than that of quasi municipal bonds. In the past, some small and medium-sized banks choose not to exercise the uh, redemption opening during the first uh, specified period for the 二用 bond. I think you know that, making them truly perpetual bonds. However, these issues may face credit downgrades by rating agencies which are important considerations for the investors in Chinese market. In addition to this, we need to conduct a specific analysis based on the actual uh, the current stance.
0: Uh, thank you. Um, I think uh, I'm very interested to hear your opinion because um you have uh, established a down opus uh, asset management as a private business, um, the fixed income market, similar to equity market, has a lot of entry to barriers uh, for a privately established uh, asset management business. Um, so tell us, uh, I know you're you're still starting out, and uh, uh, it, what's your main business right now?
1: Actually, I. It's about our company is the uh, Dawn Ops Asset Management as a private fund, you know, and which is regressed, regressed with the Asset Management Association of China. Um, it is founded in the February 2016, and we are actually multi-strategy asset management company, primarily focused on fixed income investments. Our uh, quantitative team, as I said, derivatives team, CTA team, Uh, They are now in Shanghai and they focused on the model investment strategies based on advanced financial technology, consistent delivering outstanding results to to meet the client needs. Uh, With a great passion for self-designed and uh, engineered models and systems, we currently measure some billions for the uh, sophisticated institution clients. Additionally, we collaborate with some small and medium-sized banks and organizations to enhance their uh, investment skills and build better financial futures. That's why I left uh, uh, my commercial bank for the uh, uh, last year's uh, because I think I worked with for one bank, it's okay. But I think I can uh, also give the suggestions for different banks. So this is the uh, first reason that I uh, organized my uh, own company to do the business for that.
0: Thank you. Uh, what, So who are your main clients? Are, are banks and uh, institutional Managers, um, most of your main uh, business,
1: I think, is kinds. different for these years. As we have already uh, worked seven years, and in the uh, starting, we have the uh, small, uh, small-sized uh, these banks. Rural banks, and they don't know how to uh, trading on the uh, uh, fixed income, uh, how to trading on the uh, bond markets with uh, durations, with the uh, long durations, short durations, and how to use the uh, other methods to estimate the pricing of the uh, bonds and how to um, uh, establish their uh, portfolio. So they ask us, and we give the uh, suggestions for for that. But we also think that it is not the uh, style of a um, private fund for uh, for the next time. So we are growing our, our uh, products, fund products, and we uh, at at first gave some. Um, uh, uh, some products to the uh, clients, which is uh, the uh, de- uh, relate, uh, uh, the personally uh, clients. And after that, we have got some uh, 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 phone software phones uh, in some uh, bigger financial companies. And they usually have a larger scale. And after that, we are growing our uh, scale uh, by the uh, securities and from the uh, uh, institutions uh, securities and other uh, 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 investments.
0: Thank you. Um, What's your general investment process? Like uh, when you are trying to uh, thinking about like Helping, advising or, or managing uh fixed income assets
1: uh, you, uh, which means thats how we can uh, uh assignment our uh, portfolio right for the banks or the, for the, our investors
0: Yes, like how do you, like how do you pick some bonds versus the others right like what what's your general like uh, uh process that you follow?
1: Uh, now we have lots of uh, uh, investment instruments for some uh, investors, uh, the uh, for, for example, the bank, uh, banks, they are only investors, some uh, interest bearing banks. We believe that it is important to first establish and understanding the duration. The determination of the duration stems from our judgment of macroeconomic fundamentals, including the GDP. Uh, growing, the, uh, and the inflation monetary uh, policy, fiscal policy, among others, um, through a comprehensive assignment, taking into account our own liquidity needs and return objectives, we can conform our trading strategy to... Uh, different differentiate between types of interest-bearing bonds. It is necessary to pay attention to their differences, including coupon rates, including the implied tax rates, and other factors to determine the appropriate trading measures. And investing in credit bonds, maybe sometimes you also need an uh, convertible bonds is also um, I think is an important topic in the Chinese bond market, and it has been a very Controversy in the international markets in recent years, I think. The controversies include why the triple A rated, uh, rated bonds eventually default, whether the ratings are still valid when the real estimated bonds face collective financing difficulties. And the default of Evergrande in the past two years caused a global market uproar. And at that time, the market also questioned whether. It may marked a layman moment, as I thought in the Wall Street Journal, in China. In my previous discussion with the other the uh, investors, I mentioned that our credit system, which includes many macro uh, to micro uh, factors that play different roles in the comprehensive assessment of an issuer's depth repaying capacity, we cannot rely on only one or two factors such as ratings, industry, or scale to individually measure the ability of uh, issue to repay. Uh, factors to consider for assessing the value of a bond are, are multifaceted, and the research process we think is very interesting. We are also a, a top-to-down top to framework for us. So the macro factors are very important.
0: Yeah, so can you help uh, explain a little bit, like instead of, you know, looking just the ratings, and you mentioned the ratings are not as trustworthy, like what kinds of factors that you pay attention, like to evaluate uh, the possibility of a bond default?
1: Well, uh, about the default, Uh, we are now, a lot of talk, uh, I think, about the local government bonds going on, to default in recent years. And uh, some people even ask if it is uh, possible for a lot of other uh, platforms to default. <clears throat> but we see that uh, here we need to distinguish between the uh, uh, municipal bonds and the quasi-municipal bonds unless there are an expected uh, secure instance. We do not expect defaults to occur for municipal bonds and government bonds, which like government bonds do not have credit rating in China even. However, in extreme cases, we could conduct extreme analysis, which is currently unlikely. We generally believe that the Chinese economy will not finish the uh, economic crisis circles of overseas economies, but rather uh, certain structural issues. Uh, in recent years, the issue of quasi-municipal uh, debts resulting from the uh, rectification for the real estate industry has been the focus of the domestic bond market and it's also attracted attention in global markets. I think that is maybe the reason uh, why you want to invite me to hear. And from our perspective, we and from our perspective, we believe that there have been certain default issues in some non standardized debt rights, which is not the uh, bonds on trading market, related to the these platform debt, such as the trust loans and entrusted loans. However, such situations are being resolved through measures such as extension or deferred repayment from the government's willingness to repay debt and the potential uh, political issues. That government officials may be involved in it. It can be seen that the government has a strong willingness to repay its debts. This is very important and has came up
0: so, yeah, no, so can we, um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think this is a topic where a lot of people are interested in is a local government debt, right, in China. So I think within the local government debt, there is, you're saying there's a difference between the government debt or governments, like uh, they have their own. Investment arm, right? Like a Chen Tou in Chinese. Uh, they issue a lot of debt. Yeah. So you're saying that the government debt, like the, the main debt that's issued by the government, is unlikely to default. But the Chen like the uh the ones that's uh, like kind of a shadowy uh government debt. Those debt uh do have more
1: possibility of default, right? Right, actually, they, do you know that there are some, maybe some other debts like non-standardized debt rights, which is meant uh, in Chinese, and it's already default for many times, but the um, issuing uh, opening on the opening markets, these bonds are not default. And uh, as I said, it's has, uh, the government has the willingness to repay these uh, bonds for the opening market, because they don't want to have the uh, political issues, uh, these bonds are, uh, are connected with their uh, political uh, career in the uh, next uh, next ways.
0: But okay, so there are a few places like um, uh, at, like Guizhou or I think uh, uh, a few places um, that's highlight. They they already said right now they just don't have the money, you know, I mean, it's not really true they don't have the money. They actually have owned a lot of state assets. They, If they want, they could sell the state assets and pay, right? But I think uh, those state assets like Mao Tai yeah, it- is a very high quality assets that they don't want to sell. So, w- what I'm saying is like, okay, let's be very straight. Like, what kinds of bonds, like a government bond, do
1: you think face higher
0: possibility of default right now in China?
1: Actually, uh, as I said, I think for this quasi-municipal bond issues, these uh, platforms, uh, their uh, financial statements uh, uh, is not very important factor and can be uh, effective. Is- Assuring their ability to repay debt, uh, we are really need to pay attention is the local government attitude towards uh, the platform and whether the related expenditures are included in the government's budget. Since urban in- investment platforms themselves bearing uh, certain government functions, the government's attitude towards the platform reflects. Uh, whether the platform has social responsibilities or is uh, uh, solely uh, uh, profit-oriented. And this is what we need to carefully uh, differentiate. And we also need to see that in uh, a city or in a space, how many uh, platforms do they have? And the first largest three ones, um more safely and others which has only sell the uh, housing uh uh not very safely and is re- more risky because a uh, more higher uh, credit spread from our side thank you um i think uh, generally um
0: it the local many local governments right now is uh, still on the kind of try to roll the debt forward instead of default right that's that's the general approach
1: yes i think so um
0: what's your main competitors like i know that you know you've been no, in business no, no, I, for six I, or I'm seven years getting... like what's your main main competitors when in china's uh, like a broad fixed income market oh
1: uh, what, what do you mean by competitors the competitor <laughs> right I think for now is uh, uh, in our asset management association, we have uh, more than uh, 9,000 uh, uh, private phones and these are our uh, competitors and maybe uh, most of them are not very big. I think there are more than uh, 1,000 of them has managing over um, uh, 1 billion uh, RMB assets. Um and the main difference between us and the large institutions line is the fact that large financial this also and including the uh, mutual funds and other banks and securities and insurance are strongly involved uh, influenced by policy guidance which hampers their research drive towards target assets. I think uh, we are focusing on our uh, researching and uh, they, if they are too big and too large uh, assessment measure scale, they lack flexibility in property adjusting their positions when faced the uh, risk events. However, uh, some big companies, they also have the flexibility and they are also very strong for us and this is our truly competitors, I think.
0: What are the, like, uh- the ones that has done very well in terms of like a fixed income, but private uh, asset man- management.
1: A private asset management in specific the uh, uh, private funds, right? I think there are lots of other ones, right? Yeah, what other ones has done well? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the Ray or that uh th- th- this company is very strong in the interbank bond market because it is already in the white list for, uh, the banks, private uh, banks and others, and they have already worked uh, for even ten years, uh, for these banks and also the uh, duration investments is also very strong, and they didn't have the uh you know uh structure uh, issues for the uh issuers for the bond market so a lot of uh private bonds on the uh uh, uh, uh private funds on the bond market have the uh, structure issues problems but they don't have well, they are real, real very big do
0: you still do you directly uh sell products to retail Chinese investors uh in fixed income?
1: I think we uh uh selling them uh, uh through the uh third uh, third party of the uh wealth management companies and from our uh sales um, but uh, for now, the fixed income products are not very popular for them because they uh, most of these uh, retailers, our um, people like the um, stocks, uh, private fund or the CTA phone. <laughs> I, I think you know that because they have yes that yes. Uh, they can own a lot of uh, money from the funds. But actually, for the last year, it Didn't happen.
0: Yeah. So for I think for people who are not as familiar, China's uh, equity market is hugely dominated by retail investors. Um, For the fixed income, I think market is the opposite, right? Not many retail investors actually invest in. But I think uh, now the wealth management products is starting to get a bit more favored because the the China's uh, central bank uh, is. Kind of a not really reducing interest rate, but forcing uh, banks. Yeah. I didn't say forcing, but you it. know, yeah, allowing right. banks uh, to have to give lower interest rate uh, on deposits. So many depositors now uh, find you know they're getting very little money on bank deposit deposits, which is somewhat similar in the U.S. So th- so some uh, Chinese investors are moving into wealth management products, which are fixed income products that you guys, uh, you know, package to sell to return investors. Yeah, we may have the chances. Yeah, you may have. Yeah, we uh, may have the chances. Yeah. Um, Because in uh, in the past,
1: we also have yeah it, it, i think i want to say that in the past uh people wanted to buy the products with the fixed income with the coupon even if the products like the 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 the, the bonds has the coupon rate for the people they know that they can have eight percent or seven percent from the banks or from the trustees but uh uh. In the last three years, it has the problems with problems with the credit problems, and some trustees uh, even didn't give them the principle of the uh, products. So people already know that the fixed income uh, with the fixed income coupons have problems. So they are now uh, returning to the uh, real products. Which means you can um, write just uh, trading the convertible bonds, or you can just uh, trading the invest uh, interested bonds, and have the real uh, uh, traded. But for the past, it didn't have.
0: I have an interesting question.
1: Um, when you guys try
0: to sell fixed income products to retail investors, do you usually market it as wealth management products, or you meant? you usually market it as bond products because it's interesting in China that when it's called a wealth management product, like a chan versus when it's called a zai like people have, even though both products behind it is really fixed income products, right? Um, but I think a wealth management product also doesn't have to be fixed income bonds. Like when you are trying to, you know, marketing uh, this, what, what category do you usually market it under? Like do you market your products as wealth management products or as a like a fixed income bond product?
1: Uh, I think you, you have the Good questions for me. Uh, actually, for the past years, we also uh, sell us products as the uh, bond products. Um, and in the marketing, we never say that's uh, the wealth management because it is too uh, traditional in the past. And we only say that now. For now, we are private fund and we are uh, trading the bonds and we don't have the uh, fixed income coupon for you. And even it is bond uh, uh, is our uh, underlying, but we also have our valuation to down or or to uh, go up and it didn't have the uh, fixed income coupon for the investors. Um, for the uh, for the investors, for the people, they even don't know what it what is the bond means. So uh, we yes. also, we sometimes call our fixed income uh, uh, products, and they um, they will ask, "Really, fixed income coupons for them?" And we say, "No."
0: <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, this is very interesting. It's a little bit harder to uh, explain in English, but essentially. I think in the older days in China, when people think about fixed income or wealth management, they have this implicit kind of guarantee, right? Like, because it's yeah, sold yeah. by the banks, because, mm-hmm. you know, banks are, you know, going to guarantee you. Now the government is uh, trying to make people realize, realize that, no, look, these wealth manager products are all, you know, bond products are not, uh, you know, not risk-free there's a you could go default you know there's counterparty risk i think it's a really a, a gradual um a learning process for many because the typical chinese uh, either put the money in, through banks or put money in the equity market you know they have a little bit difficulty understanding uh and using uh fixed income products which has some risk as well but it is some something i think uh, will gradually people will gradually uh you know kind of uh, find a balance because the bank uh interest rate is, is low then you'll find some uh, middle ground right not as risky as equity but still uh you know good enough yield um for for the local investors um so this is very interesting i um how do you manage your relationship uh with companies uh, China you know it's very social network driven society uh, like do you do you you know how do you uh, you know in your day-to-day work like do you all ha- your process is quantitative driven that you don't really go and talk to the to the governments or the companies that actually issue the bonds
1: this is an- another Uh, good question. As you know, in my past, I am a researcher. I was a PhD student. um, So the relationship is not my uh, advancement. So uh, in the past, (laughs) for for my starting, I just show my um, professional uh, skills for the banks. I can help them to to get more money. I can help them to earn the um, Profit as I works already in the uh, commercial banks big commercial banks and they have already uh, Became my students w- w- these investors, so this is the first uh, our clients for the um, uh, consulting for the uh, bank investors and after that we and after that uh, I got my uh, market marketing group and they will handle the or uh relationships with the investors with the institutions and other uh investors. Like like now.
0: Thank you. Yeah, that's that's great. And I think uh, um it's uh, I have uh, friends who are working in quantitative uh fields in equity as well and fixed income and I think uh, Traditionally, there's a lot of, um, you know, using personal relationship to get a favor, which is still, you know, happens. But in the quantitative field, the, it is uh, a little more up and coming. The systematic way of investing, uh, even in China, um, for for people who are interested in your work, uh, where do they go and find
1: it? Well. We have some uh, third-party uh, wealth management uh, selling uh, selling platforms, and they can uh, they can see it in the website, and they can see it in some um, uh, channels. But for now, the marketing group are going to the securities. Uh, um, and securities and find for the uh, fourth investors and from the four, fourth investors and other investors they will have the uh, found other investors by these uh, uh, fourth investors and others but we are also facing the problems uh, to open our marketing because we are still small and we want also to grow up but uh, I think that's the uh, the um, and the uh the, the investors if they can uh, see our results the phone results in the third party uh website and they may also ask our marketing people and will ask uh, how uh, we are thinking about the market and how we are doing with our uh, phone products by our phone managers and other issues like that.
0: Yeah. So um you have a website right? Uh. The down and and the, third party
1: and the third party website by the uh the Simu Wang, like and others Zhao yang Yongxu, th- these brands and in this okay. website they have a lot of private phones and they have the rating ratings and if we can uh win the ratings. Like we are doing very well, and the investor will ask these uh, marketing people and uh, where are the uh, these phones? And uh, we can we want to see the uh role shows like how uh how is thinking now the phone managers like that?
0: Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. We had a great conversation, uh, with uh Dr. Wang Jiang. Uh, he is you know very happy to share uh his life experience which is not very typical of uh chinese uh, uh on the side uh and i understand you know russia china uh is uh, at least in the west you know media because of russia's uh, uh invasion of you know ukraine so it's you know negative but again you know for individual person uh sometimes uh life goes on and Um, you know, you can only focus on what's at hand and you have built a really robust uh, fixed income, uh, quantitative fixed income, which is, I think that's what uh, originally caught my eye that uh, because the fixed income used to be very dominated by uh, personal relationship driven uh, fundamental management. Right. So this is great. And, uh, uh, again thank you very much uh th- and hopefully we can talk more um uh, in terms of the third party uh platforms ranking that is something which um very local uh, in china because uh the barrier of entry for private firms into asset management uh is is harder uh, the 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 public the you know the the bigger ones they have the license so many private uh management is, is still uh, allowed and they will be ranked uh, and they could uh, sell their products through uh, third-party distribution. So thank you and it's an area I'm also uh, paying you know very very much uh, attention, particularly the local government you know debt. I personally believe that uh, yes you know local government is facing uh, a, a negative win. But if if people, many people don't know, in China, in the 1990s, you know, it was so much more severe at that time. Teachers cannot, were on the street uh, demanding wages. So right now, uh, you know, local government, uh, uh, particularly the poorer provinces and and the cities are having a problem, but it's not as serious uh, as, uh, you know, in the 1980s. Eighties, nineties. Uh, on the other hand, China's economy is so big now. So even a smaller, not serious, not as serious problem is going to have uh, some drag. Um, particularly the housing market. Uh, I'm personally not very uh, positive. I mean, in the end, it, it will uh, turn turn the corner because you know enough of the. Um, players will be consolidated and you know reach a new equilibrium but i i think right now it's still the housing uh the the weak players uh in china's housing market are still going to face uh headwinds uh further consolidation will come uh so very happy to talk with you and then hopefully we can talk again
1: I'm also honored to be here, and I also believe that life is going on and problems we have, but we need to focus on our research investments and others. We should focus on our lives. So I'm also very pleased to be here, to talking with you, Li Tian. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you.